0: This week we're celebrating International Women's Day and it's an important time to reflect on influential women in our lives. It's quite fitting that my guest today is someone who has had a large influence on my life over the past 6 years or so. Her name is Megan McDonald. She's the captain of Geelong and my current housemate. It's a privilege to be diving deep with her this week on cutting oranges. <laughs> Megan McDonald, welcome to Cutting Oranges. Thank you for being here today. Uh, Thanks, Dust. Great to be here. Very excited for you for this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're just going to spend, I guess, the next 45 minutes or so peeking through your large, beautiful brain. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So can you kick us off? 45 minutes is ambitious. (laughs) Tell me a bit about, um, yeah, yourself growing up. What did your parents get up to? <laughs> um, sorry, I'm chuckling because
1: obviously similar intro to a pod we both enjoy. Um, well, growing up, I grew up in outer suburbs of Melbourne. My um, my mum was a uh, marketing manager mm-hmm. for a uh, for a drugs company, actually, as it turns out. Um, and my dad was a physiotherapist. He um, does a sports medicine clinic in the city and then um, he was also the uh, physiotherapist for the North Melbourne Football Club for a long time. I think that he started that in 1989, two years before I came along and then um, finished in 2010. So that, that colored a lot of my um, childhood in terms of uh, sport and footy. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I didn't get into it myself for a, for a little while for, until I was well and truly not a, not a child anymore, so yeah. So you grew up a big footy fan? Yeah, I was an I was an enormous footy fan. I think my, one of my earliest memories is not my parents not taking me to the nineteen ninety six grand final. Mm. Um, North won the like centenary premiership, and I had to stay at my grandparents' house. I would have been four, five. Gosh, that's terrible maths. <laughs> I would have been—I I'd just turned five—and um, I remember watching it in the living room, just so filthy at them that I was not invited um, because I loved—I loved North. I would go to the footy with Dad as much as I could. I'd go to trainings during the week. I think um, medical teams at footy were very different to how they are now, so mm. kids could come along, and I saw a lot. You were strapping in the ankles. Room. I was—I was in there. <laughs> My teammates now would say I give a lot of opinions on how to strap ankles, so <laughs> it fits. Um, yeah, I was North obsessed, um, and that K-through. I went to the 1998 grand final, shattering experience for a mm. seven-year-old, um, and then we won in 99. So the 90s were great to be a North supporter, and um, I leant right into it. I, um, But footy for me was, was that. It was going to... Um, going to watch North play and having a kick in the rooms and seeing that side of footy and um I didn't pursue it really myself I didn't play Oz kick I loved playing markers up um in primary school Uh, I think I I think I was the only girl that tended to to play with them and um but that sort of stopped when I i changed schools for grade six I went to an all-girls school and um yeah footy footy went out of my life a lot from that point um and I like Swam and played tennis in primary school and continued tennis through high school. Uh, didn't find footy again until much later.
0: Yeah, and you sort of said that um, you never saw yourself playing football. Was that yeah, like the opportunity wasn't there? Yeah, I
1: think I talk about it a little bit when I when I hear stories much like your own, which, you know, that a lot of people our age um, or women our age have where they played with the boys until, until they couldn't anymore and then mm. – um, Found women's footy later on. I I never really did that. I don't know why I didn't play. Um, didn't play Oz kick. Um, but I think I I just thought, as a, I, perhaps it wasn't a conscious thought, but as a um, coordinated athletic girl, I would you know pursue a sport that um, I could see a professional out outcome for and. and I don't know that I was thinking with those words at, at seven or eight, but that's um I think that's probably what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember having this conversation, but my mum says, um you know, my mum said she used to have to tell me, you know, you'll never play for North Melbourne. So I don't even that would it would have been in some, some formative years, young enough for me to not um not really remember uh having that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I probably excluded myself from the sport for those you know with those assumptions and for those reasons that's not to put too much on my mum turns out she was she was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you never know. You never know. <laughs> um, so you, you grew up playing tennis then is that what you were saying?
1: Yeah I grew up playing tennis. Um, I was very lucky to have a tennis court at my home growing up um, and I think it was following a letterbox drop in my grandma's um my grandma's house that I went and played went and played tennis I started I think just before prep and then um yeah started comp- when I was eight or so and uh pursued that pretty fervently it's pr- it's a quite a an intense sport when you're mm. I think Hingis won the first friend her first French Open juniors titles at 12 so mm. you gotta and I'm <laughs> not yeah. Martin Hingis but I did love Martin Hingis <laughs> um yeah so I look I didn't reach any great heights I travelled around Australia a bit with it and um what was your ranking I can't remember I don't I certainly didn't crack single digits in the under 18s women's in Australia,
0: so. <laughs> well, I remember because I did a few points tournaments, and I remember I was like <laughs> a thousand and something, yeah. and I just I didn't care, but I would scroll, <laughs> and Sam Stozer was number one, and I'm like, yeah. I'm on the list,
1: yeah. And then it was um, <laughs> Sam Stozer was number one, but I think um, who was peak when I was around that age? Oh my gosh, now I've blanked. Doubles. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know. This is so embarrassing. We'll leave it there. Alicia Mollick? No, not Alicia Mollick. <laughs> <laughs> Casey DeLacqua. Oh, <laughs> my Casey. goodness. Sorry. So disrespect. Casey, sorry, Casey. So, love your sorry. work. Casey, for um, watching. So, case, sorry. Love your work on on the court, off the court. Mm. You know. But yeah, she was the number one for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to say a number in case someone looks it up. We'll have to ask my mum. That's okay. She'd have a printed copy of the rankings at home somewhere. That's fine, mm. <laughs> yeah, but that was but, a sort of four to five day a week
0: job yeah. six day a week job
1: yeah, tennis Not is job, intense yeah, it's intense
0: and and then you well we first met um at the Australian Open, so you found yourself ball kidding, <laughs> yes ball kid supervising
1: yes i um I think tennis sort of sort of finished me. I went into coaching a little bit and considered going to the states um for college and for many reasons, that didn't that didn't eventuate. Though, shout out to Janelle Cuthbertson, I think Frio. Mm-hmm. She's like intercept defender of the season. Yes, at the moment, Co- a tennis player. Yeah, I just I feel I need to reach out. This is me reaching out, Janelle. Respect the ex tennis <laughs> players. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yes, uh, so tennis became a like you know my part time job, um, playing, uh, coaching a little bit and then. The Australian Open was awesome. So, I had ball kid when I was twelve and thirteen, and uh, the dream when you're a ball kid is to then become a ball kid supervisor. So mm-hmm. I did that first summer out of um, out of year twelve, and then was loving it. Two years two years, three years later, you also graduated to become a supervisor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, that's how that, that is how footy entered my life. That is how I'm here sitting here right now.
0: Yeah, and I often do say that. Um, uh, no, I'll actually save that for later. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> I often do say that when I saw you, I think we kicking or I don't know. We started, we I struck up a friendship. You were talking about how you enjoyed footy, or you, you I had, don't, I don't liked honest, footy. I don't
1: really remember. I just probably.
0: I feel like I thought the fact that you were interested in footy um, and the sort of person you were, I was like, I need to get Meg. Into footy, into footy and playing footy. It took me a while.
1: I think I, I, I knew you played footy, but I didn't re- probably appreciate how good you were at it. Um, and Most people don't. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. <laughs>
1: hey, they're conversations we have. <laughs> I, I, I respect how good you are at football. Should we make it? Is that where the pod's Maybe going? Maybe this is an edit. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's important. <laughs> um, no, well, I didn't appreciate how good you were at it. And I think I was, it also came at a time where I was looking to get back into sports. Sport had left my life. Um, I'd sort of, a few things had fallen away and I'd become, I'd put too much pressure on myself at university and I was really, I was really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, did the old runaway overseas for a year came back, thought I thought I'd make it work at uni and, and I just it just wasn't working and I think one of my reflections was um, I wasn't active much anymore. Um, I was sort of doing a bit of tennis coaching but, but not loving it and, and not really playing myself. Um, and I thought I need to get into a team sport. Um, I always say that I thought water polo might have been my go, okay. could swim, could throw. People said that's way too aggressive underwater, so you need that's not that's not the right spot for you. Um, but I knew you, and we were friends for an intense January each year. Um, and you were playing footy, and I missed. I don't remember speaking about footy. I remember thinking, must go to watch Darcy in the exhibition game, mm. maybe your first one. I think um, I didn't turn up. I was celebrating my birthday. So that's a reflection on how good of friends we were at that stage.
0: Yeah, no invite. No
1: no invite. Anyway, <laughs> we've come a long way. Um, didn't, turn, didn't turn up to that. And then you were playing in the Darabin Grand Final later that year and I didn't go to that either. And then I thought, mm. I need to level up. So I turned up six months later at pre-season. Um, and, yeah, the rest is history. Signed myself up that
0: week. Can you tell me about what it was like first? training, playing, mm. finding yourself in footy as yeah. a 23-year-old?
1: Yeah, so I I always go back to we did a um, – you and I did a gym, like a month trial at a gym mm. and, you know, I feel like people don't realise that you're quite a – I'm going to talk about you for a second. <laughs> quite, You can be quite reserved when you first meet people.
0: Um, yeah, I think people are usually disappointed – when they oh, meet me.
1: That's not true. <laughs> Sometimes they are.
0: They're like, like what's wrong? What's going on?
1: Yeah, well, you're like, Instagram's the highlights for real kids. kids. Mm. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Keep going.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, it's good. It's good. But I saw you in this gym environment and you were like giving me a lot of vocal encouragement. And I was like, oh, this is great. You were like, last one. Or yeah. whatever you say in the gym. Come on, push. Come on, go. <laughs> last one, they're <made> good. <laughs> um, I was like, oh. This is a different US. Um, and then following that I thought I'd go to footy training and I was, oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I was so nervous because I knew I'd I'd started doing my research at that stage and I suddenly knew that you were very good at football, that I was following you at a club to a club that was very good. I remember wearing a puffer jacket, because for some reason I just didn't want to reveal what I'd worn to football because I thought I'd I was like, what do you wear to football? Anyway, Daisy Pierce comes up to me and she says, Hey, I'm Daisy. I think she said, hey, mate, I'm Daisy. And I thought she'd said, hey, Meg. I was like, oh, Das must have. <laughs> das must have said I was coming along. I said, oh, hey, Daisy, nice to meet you. And she goes, and your name is? And I was like, oh, it's Meg. Like I was, thought she'd said my name. It was. Oh, my gosh, it was so awkward. I was so nervous. But the most important thing is that when I started playing... Elise Day, shout out Junior. Um I remember how loud and vocal she was at training as we were running that warm up lap. And I don't think I'd I'd been in that environment before where um women were I don't I don't remember the physicality um in that first session. It's certainly something that attracted me to the to the sport in the end, but mm. just how vocal and supportive a group of women were about each other and um you know themselves and and how diverse the group was mm. um, was an entirely new um, environment for me, which seems I you know I reflect all the time on how absurd that is now, but it is what it yeah I it can, is what it was
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine like I remember the first time I walked into Falcs it was like a different planet I mm. couldn't believe girls could kick and mark, and it is women taking up space physically exerting themselves but also throwing your voice into the air so it's yeah. like you're building this um I don't even know this fortress I guess of a yeah. voice and yelling and just just taking up all the space Cophony.
1: yeah so much and it was um yeah it was a safe space it was just it was just great and it—it it is continues to be a great a great space um and, you know, I hope we've brought as much of that as we can to AFLW. It's a bit different now, but, um, mm. uh, you know, it still warms the heart to go back and watch the Falks or think about what, you know, what attracted you to it in the first place because um, mm. now it's so – it's not the norm, but it's
0: increasingly um, visible. Mm. Yeah. It is pretty unique that we've both been able to experience – both sides of of this, because there are girls starting AFLW now who have always had, um, yeah, a very streamlined, quite a professional experience of footy. Yeah. Um, whereas we've both sort of come into it when it was still quite raw.
1: Yeah, and it and it and I wonder if they, you know, speaking to my young teammates, that's exactly right. They've sort of always been going to play football. They've played football throughout their childhood. And it's fantastic, but it it's a different relationship to the game to what I mm. I certainly know I have, and I think you have. Um, you know, I was I at 23, as I said, I was struggling at university, but I was struggling in a lot of in a lot of areas of my life, and um, you know, my mental health was not good. I wasn't my physical health wasn't or was probably as poor as it had been um, when you're a sporty kid growing up. You know. I, I knew that was something I needed to address, and um, but I'd also just had you know quite a narrow experience of of the world, um, and not that it's you know as diverse as it should be now. But but footy opened up so many things, um, and it was the beginning of me really getting um, you know getting healthier in so many ways, um, and coming into it at 23 and knowing there's, a there's you know, a um, expiry date on your, your ability to play footy, I, you know, I love it and I want to do it as much as I can and get as much out of it as I can. Um, so I'm aware of how much it's given my life um, and that's not to say that the young girls aren't, but it's, yeah, it's different for them and I look at some of their relationships with footy and I think that's what I had with tennis um, mm-hmm. So the pathways are fantastic, um, but it just means that it, at the moment it can it can mean different things to different people. Mm. You know our playing group is so is so diverse, which is such a strength. But um, it's, you know it has its challenges at the same time. Mm.
0: And we're touching on AFLW a little bit now, but I do want to rewind oh, yep. and just <laughs> give give the journey of Megs footy career. So yep. in 2015, you enter Darabin Falcons. You're playing Div 2. Mm-hmm. And then you develop your skills. You're yep. playing I started prowess, in the back line, I think. Start in the backline, yeah. And then in 2016, you drafted to the Bulldogs for the first AFLW season. At the end of 2016, you're delisted. No, no, sorry, for the 2017, you're delisted and you don't get drafted back for the 2018 season. So you continue to play for Falcons, you have a positional change, undergo significant reflection about your football, I guess, Mm -hmm. put in significant hours trying different things, trying to become a better player. And in 2019, you pre-signed as a Geelong Cat... Yes. And in 2020 you're announced as captain of that team.
1: Yeah, 2018
0: pre-signed, right? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That's a, that's fine. <laughs> now what I wanted to <laughs> highlight from 2015 starting footy to 2020 mm-hmm. being the captain. Like that is remarkable in terms of your rise a little dip a little continual dip. growth. Um can you talk me through that? Uh, yeah, I
1: can I probably spend the whole 45 minutes <laughs> talking. Uh, it comes quite easily, babbling along. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't really thought of it, you know, um, from this to this. It's it's always seemed and one thing at a time and then what's felt right in um, any given uh, a moment along that timeline so um I played Katie Brennan on the weekend and I was thinking about how my first year at the Falcons, I was like how good's this um whole new group of people we'll go out we'll have fun and I think Katie and um and Melissa Hickey were, were like I really think you should you know Knuckle down, and I think you could give this a good crack. And mm. I remember saying to them, I was like, next year, this is my social year. Next year, I'll do that. <laughs> so that was that was the first part of that that timeline. Um, and yeah, so so getting picked up, I I wasn't quite drafted. I was uh, um, what was I? Pre-agent, something mm-hmm. technical thing. First, first year, and was the last one onto the bulldogs list, um, and that probably that really informed how I went at the bulldogs. Too much, too much so I'd say. Um, but I knew that I would if the team was if it was going to be a six six team competition, I was going to be in with a shot. If it was going to be ten, I'd probably get a go. And eight was going to be borderline, and that's how it turned out. I was um, offered the last spot on the list. Um, was I played forward at the bulldogs? I played forward, I think, a little bit at the Falcons. And anyway, I just I look back at that time, and people ask me to reflect on it. It seems such a long time ago, because I think I'm I'm completely different. Um, and I look at how I behaved at the Bulldogs, and it was all fine. I think I was doing what was required within the within the program. Um, but whatever it was supposed to be back then nine hours, thirteen hours a week. Um, I wasn't doing the diet. You know, I wasn't doing what I needed to do to make up ground on the competition, um, and I had that sense of imposter syndrome. Um, I wasn't really, sh- you know, you're not really sure when mm. you're on the fringes of the list how much you should be asking from the coaches, how um, seriously almost to take yourself with with footy. Mm. Um, so I, I probably played played like that, and it wasn't until too late that I sort of took. I realised my own agency in, in how to get better and what I needed to do and, you know, had people be, be frank with myself and ask for um, people to be frank with me about it. Um, so it got delisted. Felt a bit... I mean, I felt a bit unlucky. Um, but I don't think... You know, I certainly don't think when that, that timeline would be the same had that
0: not happened. And had, people say that, don't they? They yeah, say... What were the Bulldogs? What were they thinking? Getting rid of you. And you're very quick to say that yeah. you feel like you are a different player because of that experience as well. It wouldn't have You wouldn't be who you are today if, exactly. if you had stayed on that list.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. It's I don't know what the expression is, but that's right. It's sort of one dictates the other. Um, so, And I remember thinking when I got delisted, oh, I'm going to have to decide how important footy is. Do I want to keep mm. going with it? And I, I went back to realising that I just really I really enjoyed getting better. I really loved um, spending time at the Falcon. I went back to the Falcons and um, I enjoyed getting fitter and when you get fitter you get, you're get you more able to play, you get more of the ball and it was really important to me to have a pre-season where all the other AFLW girls weren't there and um, I was able to, it was really great for my confidence I think to be um, a more experienced um member of a group for a while. Um and you just you just a bit different you play a bit differently, you know, you're not so quick to give the hands or um you know, you can fight a tackle when you're thinking that you you know, when you're growing in confidence. So that was really important. Um and I missed it but I yeah, I missed out. I was probably played a for a forward a little bit. I missed out on that draft that year and um you know, that was really disappointing, but I also knew that I was close. I'd had conversations with clubs and um, I felt like I was still at the beginning of my improvement of my sort of mm. the significant part of my improvement, and I had some really great people um, tell tell me as much that I was you know that I was close and I looked at players in the competition who were who I might have felt that I was as good as or could compete with, and was I tried to make sure that i I used that as motivation, not as not to be annoyed and point um, mm. and sour about it. You just as long as there are those people that you think that you can make up ground on, then I thought I could get back in. Um, mm. If it was a league of Maddie Prasparxes, there's no chance. So, um,
0: and you probably didn't like because you were living with myself and Kate. Oh, Jill, I forgot or, to mention that you couldn't. Um, like I never saw you being negative about AFLW. Like you were never sour or anything like that. So you, yeah, I tried like, to lean into it. a Yeah, lot. I yeah. think you, you put in a, a big effort to make sure mm. that you were fully supportive of us being part of it, and you never wanted to. Uh, I seem yeah. seem that way. Thank you, thank so. you. Um,
1: and yeah, I just I wanted to do what you guys were doing. So, mm. um, then yeah, I made some I. I guess you're alluding to some big decisions that I made, but they didn't seem big. But I knew that um, in in realizing, as I said before, my own agency in it, you have to go and like I went and saw a dietitian, I went and saw an exercise physiologist, um, and you uh, ask to spend more time and learn from um, the great people that were at Darabin at the time, and um, to to make those gains. Um, mm. I think that's important. You sort of have to. People ask. People have asked how that that hop happened where I I got back onto a list, and um, you know, you have to be aware that you have to make up ground and you do have to do the work. Um, And then, as I said, becoming better becomes addictive and you just enjoy it. Footies. So (laughs) it's. The better you are i was finding that the better i was becoming at it the more i was enjoying it as well Mm.
0: um yeah yeah and how do you feel like that um experience you've had informs the way you captain Captain. a team now
1: oh i'm thankful that i've had that i've had a, a big array of experiences now um i still you want to give a lot of time to people who are going through that journey and and you know I know what it's like not to get selected um, uh, and you want to give that to people, but I'm sort of realizing how it's tricky to do all the things that you might that you might want to be able to do with your leadership um, during the preseason and the season, but um, yeah thankful that I think I at least have um, an idea an idea of what people on all different um, you know, all different experiences within the 30 that are on the list um, are going through um, and try and help, um, you know, lend some advice when I can. Sometimes I find I probably, you know, I, I probably say too often, oh, yeah, I felt like that when, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's important to keep, you know, I haven't had all the experiences, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's helped, I think, my empathy yeah, and well, to have empathy for a lot of them.
0: Well, it is quite rare because I think if you look through – a lot of the captains across clubs, um, most of the girls I think would have never experienced being on the fringe or yep. being delisted, except for perhaps Kate, she yeah housemate. Yeah. So it is a really unique position you find yourself in.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. It's funny. I went to the captains' day at the start of the season. I almost had that imposter syndrome, syndrome again. You're looking at you, going, Daisy, Ellie, Katie. You know, they're they're amazing players um, but leadership you know part of it is performance on the field and there's a whole other part to it as well. Mm. Um, So yeah plenty of things to learn about it still but um, I think it's a good base to have had different experiences.
0: Mm. Mm. And let's chat a little bit about the season we're in right now. We're five rounds in. um, Well I guess both our teams are in different positions that perhaps we thought we might be in. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, how do you approach the rest of the season? Obviously yet to have a win. Um, We come up against each other this week. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, what's it like, I guess, approaching the group from here on out? um, Well, I think you realise that – oh, sorry,
1: I cut you off. No, 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 you keep going. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, you quickly realise that everyone arrives at round one – Thinking we're on here, we're bullish. I've seen some significant improvement on the track. Um, we had a lot of upside in our young girls, and um, it hasn't translated. And it's it's hard week to week not to um, try and overcorrect. And um, and but I think the challenge in it all when when things aren't going the way you perhaps expected or or, or certainly that you hoped um, is to realise what is and isn't. On, on me because everyone can have those thoughts. Particularly, you know, as the f- you know my first season as captain, you're going. Is this me? Is this a reflection on is some of the things that are happening a reflection on my leadership? Um, How's it impacting my own football or my life outside of football? Thinking about it all the time, um, but what I think I'm and I'm learning each week, but trying to arrive at, and particularly for the rest of the season is. You know how do we how do we treat each other and how, what what standards are we driving um, mm. as a playing group? Because you can't. Um, you, I've realised a whole host of things that you can't influence um, that you might spend too much time thinking about, or um, but but you know that we're still in. We're still in a formative stage as a list, um, particularly demographically, and there are other lists that have had success with um, young players like like us, but um, we're still learning how to, or building who, who the Geelong Football Club women's team is, and a lot of that is, you know, what do we value, what do we celebrate, um, what do we stand for off the field and on the field? So I would like us to achieve that in the next four weeks. Of course, I'd like us to get some more scores on the board and hopefully a win um, Mm. or hopefully four wins. But, um, you know, I think that stuff's becoming more important as the win-loss sort of you lose, you lose, you know, finals, you're not playing finals anymore, anything like that. So what's important going into the next run at things and what gains can we make, you know, from now onwards that we'll – push us forward into next season um, I think that's what we're trying to navigate at the moment um, mm. and you know act act accordingly it's tricky though you know it's hard to play when you feel like you're you're in your shells which we certainly are mm. um, but it also helps you realize you know what's important and um, you don't want to lose the joy in footy which is easy to do when you're only getting a week at a time and thinking when's the, when's the W coming, yeah. Um, but that can just com- you completely shoot yourself in the foot doing that. And I think we've that's been us for a couple of weeks. So,
0: Whew. yeah, Up we go. And I think the especially because AFLW is a shortened season. Yeah, it just everything intensifies. So whether you're winning or losing, the wins can feel so high mm. and the losses so low.
1: Yeah, and it's re- it's really hard thinking it's so long before we get to go get to start afresh again, and that's what that's mm. a really hard to battle with. You think, especially without a completion to last year and COVID and pre-season and then all of a sudden within a month, um, you know, you're zero and four, zero and five, thinking, oh my goodness, it's so long until we get to be fresh slate again. Mm. Um, but with each week, you know, we are taking steps towards that next you know who we want to be in the future so Mm. try and remain um, cognizant of that and um, a wise friend of ours said to me recently um, you know success takes patience and it takes strategy and it's so much more than week to week Um, Mm. it's hard not to think in the week to week at the moment but yeah yeah and And it's longer term vision
0: yeah and you can be chasing that fresh I want to just start again Yeah, but it's not like it's not how footy works sort of thing like you don't just get to I guess slide into the perfect scenario where everything works like it really is yeah you get to see the overall picture and and I feel like with AFLW I almost look at your development and growth like you kind of like mash seasons together and have a look at it over three seasons or rather than seeing it Just, or this season's been bad. Last season was good. The season before was okay. Or, you know, in terms of looking at it like that, I think it's important to be able to stretch and. Absolutely. And so,
1: yeah, it's hard to get that. I just want to start again. But Mm. at the same time, we're probably realizing that, you know, training tomorrow night's an opportunity to not start again, but to go forward, you know. Mm. So, we'll see how it goes. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. That is it. Um, One of us will uh, get the householder. They'll be on the weekend. Yeah, well, we,
0: might, we might jump into that. Um, oh yeah? With this what, week coming? Yeah, yeah. What is it? I don't know. How do you feel? Playing you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Living in the house with um, the enemy. Uh,
1: we're housemates for those who don't know. Oh, is that... That's an accepted. Um, I might say that. A truth intro, universally acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ours mates. Um, does
0: that affect things for you?
1: I think less and less so. We played each other season one, I remember, and I remember feeling quite mm. like we didn't see much of each other that week and yeah. it, was, um, it's it was pretty cold. <laughs> 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 yeah, you were really cold. Um, <laughs> you know, interestingly then we were playing at opposite ends of the ground, mm. unlikely this weekend. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know. Uh, so – and we've played since. You know, we played in the first season of Geelong um, 2019. I think the backdrop to all of that is that in AFLW it seemed very – like club v club early days and I think we've developed hopef- – and hopefully continuing to – relationships across teams and we want the good for the – you know, you want – the good of the competition. So there's that. But it's also, you know, you also get nervous. You know, um, as discussed before in the bit that you're absolutely not, absolutely not editing out, I'm well aware of how good you are at football. Um, so, you know, it's a, and how good your forward line is in general. So um, that's that remains true and that's something to, to um, address in training and that sort of thing but as the conversation we've just had, I've got some bigger, um, I think, priorities for for my team at the moment. Um, As much as you (laughs) say, oh, the result doesn't matter. It it matters, it matters, but there are, you know, I think there are some things that matter more for us, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the manner that we play is is paramount,
0: I would say. How do you feel? (laughs) Hey, I'm into you. Hey. no, I look forward to it. I think I think it's fun. I think playing your Sorry, friends Sorry, yeah, that's fun. what my
1: answer was. It's fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think but playing your friends... That's
1: the difference between us in a nutshell. <laughs> I'll speak for 10 minutes about how complex the emotions are. Oh, it'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Um, we won't be pranking each other like the Hosking. Oh, <laughs> absolutely <Do we> not. <laughs> I think that would derail us if we mm. went down the What's prank more path. more important.
1: Yeah, True. <laughs> okay. if I was like, oh, do you, do you get stuck,
0: you know, up, up and stuff? I'm like, all that just derails my own performance. <laughs> I might put something in your shampoo which will chemically straighten your hair. And I was going to say, <laughs> good luck dyeing it. There are that many layers okay. of box dyeing <laughs> in my hair. <laughs> no, uh, it, it should be fun. Um, and I was going to end things. You touched on a little bit yeah. already, but...
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Before you go on, I'm just gonna like remember how you yelled at me when I was having a shot on goal back in season <laughs> one. I've got that in my back pocket to say for
0: for if I'm having a shot. I mean, if you're having a shot on goal, right? I'll remember that and I'll block it out. <laughs> okay. Um. Sorry, we're gonna finish on Let's this finish. question. Yeah. No. What What matters mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. in football and in life?
1: Um. Oh. Uh, my gosh, now I'm really overthinking it. I th- I mean, in a word kind- kindness is really important to me and um treating people with it. I appreciate it when I receive it, and I think that's a reflection on the fact that um you know, my my relationships are really important to me and friendships um and Giving and receiving in those, I, I think I, I perhaps tipped too much into the life advice for some people in my life. But I, you know, I I really I like those conversations, and um, I benefit from them a lot mm. from a lot of important people in my life, and I, I like that dynamic um, with my own teammates as well. You know, I've got a like, younger group of girls, um, and yeah, so. Kindness, friendships, you know. Also, world peace, ending, <laughs> you know, ending inequality. <laughs> um,
0: Film, TV. <laughs> I
1: think that's great. Ottolanghi recipes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate your Thank you. adventures for sure. There's one in the fridge, leftovers. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. Kindness, Ottolanghi Film, TV. In that Genita. order. quality.
0: <laughs> in that order. Um, I can't remember the order that I just said, so okay. no. <laughs> All right, Meg. Thank you so much for I'm jumping on cutting oranges with me. <laughs> More oranges in the house, please. That's it. Get the vitamin
1: C in. Um, yeah, I will. No, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Um excited for everything that you're doing I just wanted to add that I feel like after some extraordinary guests this is low-hanging fruit no
0: yes no I know I know (laughs) no not at all thank you for joining me you're welcome